Hey yo, and welcome to the College Student Success Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping college students with mental health issues set and achieve goals for themselves to get them where they want to be. I'm your host, Derek Malinzak, and this is episode 29 of the podcast. Episode 29 means it is week 15, everybody, our final week of the semester. So if you are with, uh, on the same schedule as many of the rest of us, uh, this is finals week. Some of you may have started finals last week. Some of you guys may go actually through some portion of next week. Um, we actually have our grades due to the school by next Monday, a week from today. So that is sort of my final day of the year to get everything in. And I'm going to be feeling really fucking good after that uh, about taking, you know, almost a month off to just uh, relax. Uh, I'm going to be taking two weeks off completely from work. And the other time I'll be at work, I'll be, uh, you know, sort of prepping for the spring. So I'm looking forward to that. And it, uh, you know, the end of the year brings me back to sort of a reflective time. So I want to reflect a little today and sort of uh, talk about why it's important for your goals to remain flexible. So it's sort of a look back. This will be a little bit of a free-form episode. I don't have a lot, you know, I don't have a lot of hard things I want to cover. I just kind of want to talk about what I want to talk about. So hopefully you guys find it interesting. So let's start off first. Contest. Don't forget, guys. Write a review. Win a $100 Amazon gift card. Send me an email after you write a review. The review could say that this that this podcast fucking sucks, <laughs> and you could still actually win a hundred dollars from me. Um, I may have overshot my listenership because I still don't have any um, applicants, and nobody's emailed me yet. So if you want to win a hundred dollars, it's probably very easy. Send me an email, guys. Come on. Send a review. Uh, it'll really help the show kind of get off the get off the I don't have any reviews um, swag that it's on right now. There actually are two reviews on there that have been on there for a while, but I think I need like five in order to get sort of recognized for having you know a certain um, you know star rating. So that's what I'm shooting for to be ready for the spring semester, and you guys can help me get there. So that's all I'll say about that. So today I'm going to talk about. Uh, Something I found, I've had it in my planner for the whole year. It was goals I had written down at the end of last year for 2015. I thought it'd be fun to go through and take a look at these and see how many I actually achieved. So, here we go. First one, secure position at Rutgers in my new direction. So... This goal related to the fact that uh, this time last year, I was finishing up a research study uh, involving, as it might be surprising to find out, college students with mental health issues. Isn't that funny? So yeah, I was on a three-year grant. I was hired uh, originally to work on that grant for three years, and lo and behold, the three years were nearly up, and I was not sure where that was going to take my career. So, uh, even though I had been sort of told, you know, you don't have anything to worry about, uh, I was still worried. And uh, so, this goal, I can say, I achieved, and I'm really proud of it. Um, So, about halfway through the year, I was approached by one of the program directors at the school, 
and informed that, you know, a professor in the department was going to be retiring and she was looking at me to potentially um, fill that space. And that led to much more uh, consistent, solid funding. It's not grant funded. So um, it's what they call department funded, meaning there's a bit more... um, there's a bit less concern about not being reappointed. So uh, that is a big goal that I was able to achieve. And one that was really important to me, obviously, going into 2015, because it was the, the first goal on here. So goal number two was to publish, <laughs> uh, to get ready for promotion for early 2016. So this one, I must say, I did not achieve. So that's disappointing. <laughs> Uh, I'm getting close. Uh, One of the things in uh, academia is there's a saying, publish or perish. And it certainly is applicable in today's day and age at major research universities. And so that has sort of been the dictate, the mandate, I should say. And so I have to uh, sort of rise up to that. So I do have uh, several publications in process. And I missed this one by a few months, I think. I think I'll have some out in early 2016. But unfortunately, it did not lend itself to allowing me to apply for promotion. So hopefully next year. So that is an unachieved goal. Goal number three, uh, learn software needed to build courses. So I had this idea of building a course uh, this time last year. uh, And my idea was I was going to learn the software in order to build a course on my own. Not achieved. <laughs> I didn't even get close with this one. Um, it just uh, it didn't fall in line with what everything else that I, I wanted to do. So this goal not achieved. But perhaps in 2016 something related to this might come about. Um, although it probably will not involve me learning software. Uh, goal, so... So far, if you're keeping track, we are one for three. Uh, Next one, pass LCADC exam. So this is the exam for uh, to be a licensed clinical, no, sorry, (laughs) licensed certified alcohol and drug counselor, I believe. (laughs) I should know the certification acronyms if I'm applying for the, uh, to be one. But uh, the honest God truth is it's been so long. Um, This goal is not achieved, but not for lack of trying. So I don't like to make excuses. But in this one, I will say I've had this exam scheduled now two times uh, and been wanting to get it done. And it's been canceled on me by the examination company now twice. So I, I really did do everything I could with this one. Uh, So hopefully again, 2016 will be when this one happens. Uh, But this is uh, something that I had started back in my last job. I was working in a partial care program, which is uh, sort of like a uh, a nine to three type of program where people go that have, you know, mental health challenges and issues then want to set goals and they go to groups mainly. And one of the, uh, I was the leader of the they call the MICA group, uh, which is a very old term that we don't use anymore for mentally ill, chemically addicted. (laughs) And so if you know anything about person-first language, which I have discussed uh, from time to time, you would know that I don't call people mentally ill. And I certainly don't use the term chemically addicted. Um, But MICA just is a term that's stuck through the years. 
Um, so I was working in the unit that worked with uh, people that had a mental illness and a substance abuse disorder. And so in order to be qualified for that position, I had to be working towards this credential, this LCADC credential. And it's actually a very difficult credential to get. You have to do a lot of things in order to do it. You have to, um, you know, be supervised by an LCADC for a uh, number of hours. You have to intern at a um, job site, or it doesn't have to be your job. You have to basically um, spend a certain number of hours um, working in a site that does uh, drug treatment. Um, you have to attend numerous classes. Um, to get the L in front of the CADC, uh, that's you need a master's in addition. So there was a lot to do, and I didn't finish it all by the time I had moved positions, but, uh, but I was so close, and the, the credentials so difficult, uh, I just decided to, to finish it out. And here I am now almost four years later, and I still haven't done it. Uh, again, some of that is definitely on me, but in the last year, I have really taken active steps to try and do this shit, <laughs> and I've been foiled at every turn. I was actually supposed to do it last week. I was supposed to take the exam, and they sent me an email about a week prior saying, oh, sorry, we have to, uh, the testing center is under renovation, was the excuse, so, uh, to be, to be achieved, TBA. Um, next one, I got close to, finished Coursera coursework, and including practicum. So Coursera, I had taken some classes, if you're aware, www.coursera.com, I think, or org, might be .org, uh, online courses. Um, they work in the MOOC model, M-O-O-C, which is massive open online courses. So massive meaning there's a lot of fucking people. I took my first course, I think there were 11,000 students in the course. Uh, and I took, my, I took a number of courses in virtual instruction. And I got close. I did. I finished the four courses. I did not do the practicum. So um, this goal is about eighty percent achieved, I'd say. And I don't even know if I, I have a real interest in doing the practicum at this point. Um, that was a goal that I sort of I had in my mind, and then sort of got what I wanted out of the coursework that I had done to that point, and sort of shifted directions and said, I don't think I need to to really finish this one out. So um, I don't really feel bad for not having achieved this one. Next one, uh, another partial one I could not really check off, but I'm getting closer. Pay off school debt. So I know for some of you, you haven't started this process yet. Um, I started this process in the year 2000. And here I am now going on 2016, and I'm still working on it. Um, I can say, actually, I have paid off in the last year my undergraduate school debt. So I have not been working on the debt that I am currently paying off. I have not, I've only been working on that debt since 2008. <laughs> um, so this year, I actually made some significant improvements in my financial situation. And one of the major ones was um, paying off some debt. Um, paying off, we paid off uh, one of our cars. Um, we paid off some credit card debt, and we paid off my undergrad debt, and I'm working now on my grad school debt, and it's getting close. Uh, this is another goal that uh, I actually vowed probably a year too early. I will have this done in the next year. It's close. Um, so if you're keeping track, that's one, two, three, four, five, six goals. I've achieved one completely. <laughs> um, and th those are the ones. I have a few just kind of silly ones I'm not going to really relate to. Um, 
I had that's where I had gotten and stopped, and then kind of this list had taken on a life of its own, thanks to my brother. And so I, one for six is pretty horrible uh, odds, right? And it, for somebody that really prides themselves on goal achievement, I really should not be feeling good about this, but I do. And so the reason is, number one, if we 80-20 this son of a bitch, um, the most important goal for me in terms of my livelihood and everything else that I need to do was the first one, securing a new job at Rutgers. And I was able to do that. And so it's because of that that I will be able to continue to do some of these other things in 2016. If I hadn't have done that one, um, I'd be, I would not be feeling good at this point. I would be living on borrowed time and I would not want to live that way. So in a sense, uh, the most important goal I achieved and some of these other ones, you know, like I said, I did my best and I, I feel satisfied with how I did. Um, some of these, I had the goal at the time and just kind of changed my mind, <laughs> Uh, and some of these I really should have done and just fell short. So that's where I, you know, the, the title of the podcast really comes in is why it's important for your goals to remain flexible. You know, I wrote this list in, in December of 2014. So a year later, you know, I was in a very different place. You notice there's nothing even on here about a podcast. <laughs> And I, I was definitely thinking about podcasting at this time last year. I just, I don't know why. I think, I guess it was off the table. I was going to learn software to build a course instead, apparently. Um, so I'm flex, it's flex, it's important to remain flexible because I couldn't predict where I would be, right? Um, I was doing the best I could in December of 2014 thinking, you know, where I am right now, these goals make sense to me. And it's better to have some goals that you might want to do, I think, than no goals at all. So let me put them down, you know, and what ended up happening is, like I said, my interests took turn, took a turn. Um, I decided to go ahead and do the podcast. And that became a huge goal of mine that I, I can really honestly say I've achieved. You know, I got one more to go, but I'm, I'll be there. I'll be there on Thursday, guys. So I, if anything, I've learned how, you know, setting a roadmap, you know, having the roadmap is important, but having the ability to just go on a day drive and say, you know what, I'm just going to meander for a little while and see where I end up is okay too for some goals. Uh, not the livelihood ones, right? You know, I couldn't take that approach with trying to find, secure a new position in, at Rutgers. Um, but I could do that with some of these other ones that were just personal interest goals, like the one about building courses, and it sort of morphed its way into building a podcast. And some of the other things I've done, you know, I said I was going to start this new calendar, and I have use that calendar just about every day over the last year and it convinced me to actually buy another one so there's a lot I feel good about in terms of the, the the goals I've been able to achieve the things that are on here that I may not be able to check off of having said I achieved 
Uh, but I got pretty darn close, like um, getting ready to publish, paying down the school debt. Maybe that would have been a better way to phrase that goal. So overall, this this story time is, has been sort of the theme of uh, today's episode is that we have goals. It's important to set goals. You wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you didn't believe that. Um, we're going to take stock of those goals on Thursday um, Go and sort of review the steps that we took towards getting there and kind of focus in on a little bit of mental health stuff for the holidays. Um, in terms of the goal I set for myself, you know, like I said, I... <laughs> this sort of explains it. You know, I had the goal originally of, of wanting to get um, get somewhere with homeschooling my son. <laughs> if you go back and listen to the first few episodes of the podcast, it's there. <laughs> you know, that's the funny thing about podcasting. You, you're It's there forever. So you can go back and listen and call me out on shit and if I didn't do it or if I say I didn't. Um, I was going to homeschool my son, and I didn't do any of that. And again... Being flexible allowed me to be okay with that. When I made that goal, I was really doubting the the steps uh, you know we were headed in terms of you know putting him in school, and it was a big change for him and a big change for me. And as it turned out, it worked out. You know, it's it's a good thing right now, and it is something I still have a goal of wanting to do, but it just um, priorities changed. So. Flexibility is important in terms of this idea that you don't have a crystal ball. Hindsight is twenty twenty, though. So looking back, I say I, I know where I was headed with that goal in in terms of why I wrote it down, but I could see now I have the perspective to maybe realize that was a little too ambitious, or that really wasn't in tune with what I was, what my passion was at that time, or. I thought I was into it and I just actually wasn't, you know, that's okay. So flexibility is just such a great quality to have sort of in all walks of life, the ability to adapt as things happen due to the fact that life is so goddamn unpredictable. Um, so it, it sort of harkens me back, like thinking about that. I set these goals a year ago, you know, the value of a new year's resolution, <laughs> Or the lack thereof, right? Um, you know, I used to be big into like setting my New Year's resolutions, and it probably it doesn't surprise you, right? If I'm sitting here podcasting about setting goals, but and I'll still continue to do it because it's sort of fun. You know, it's just that marker that everyone can sort of relate to—the flipping of the calendar year—and it's just so easy to kind of fall back into that nostalgic, reflective mindset of like, let's see what happened, you know, and. Ah, man, I am so grateful for the year that I had. Um, I learned more this year than any other year of my entire life. Uh, And it's because I put myself in a position to learn. You know, I really have taken this concept of the lifelong learner and embraced it because that is what life is about to me. Is this, you know, we shouldn't be satisfied you know, all the time. It's nice to take a step back once in a while and sort of savor what we have. You know, I I do believe that's a big part of life too. And that's why we, you know, plan and take vacations. Um, but beyond that, I think life is a lot of, of learning and, and being a continual learner, you know, school, 
is not synonymous with an education, even though a lot of people seem to think it is. Um, school is a way to get an education, but there's so many other ways to get an education nowadays. Um, so many less expensive ways, like through podcasting, that it really you really don't have an excuse as, a, as an older person or a college student to kind of be like, you know what, I think I've learned all there is I need to learn. I'm out of college now. I'm working. Um, you know, go get them. And I think that it's probably a little easier for me being in, an, in, in the world of academia to have this mindset. But I think any, any profession, you know, there's usually some sort of professional standards. And amongst those professional standards is usually one about continual self-development. And that's how I see, you know, goal setting in terms of, you know, being that lifelong learner, you know, trying to do new things that you just have in the back of your mind, but for whatever reason, life gets in the way and it becomes a grind and it's hard to, it's hard to just take that first step. And that's what this podcast has for me been all about is empowering you guys to take the step in some goal that you have. That's your goal, not anybody else's. Right. Um, and hopefully get there. You know, um, New Year's Eve, New Year's resolutions are, you know, fun to do, you know, but the research is really in in favor of shorter time frame goals than one year at a time, you know, two, three months, eight to 12 weeks, set a goal that you can get done in that amount of time um, and do the one thing towards that goal that you can do today you know no matter how small it is you know you got to write you're you're passionate about writing you know a, a 500 page novel and you haven't even started yet you know take the first step you know open up a blank document put the title that you're thinking of on there click save and that's to be the first step you know but it's better than taking no step at all um so one more thing, uh, just want to talk a little bit more, uh, just a little bit of practical uh, knowledge drop on you about taking an incomplete. Uh, I've seen this couple, uh, question come up uh, a couple times on some message boards I frequent. So this might be a time for some of you guys where you're freaking out about the fact that you didn't get everything done that you needed to. And you may be thinking about taking an incomplete. So what does that mean? So... It usually means uh, if you have gotten through most of the course and have submitted at some point, you know, a number of assignments, you know, you've, you've, you've gotten into the course somewhat and then fallen off for whatever reason. Um, it's, I guess, possible for you to just not be present in the beginning of the course and then uh, all of a sudden come on late and pick up steam and now you're just... Uh, Usually now you're you're missing a few things from the beginning of the course, but more often um, the people that I have granted incompletes to have started off the course, you know, with everybody else and then dropped off for whatever reason. Um, the reasons that usually people would get an incomplete are legit excuses, right? So if somebody had a, a medical issue and was hospitalized for a few weeks, you know, they might get an incomplete. And this could be a psychiatric hospitalization or it could be a medical one, too. Um, or if they were dealing with a dying family member, 
that's another one that I've granted people incompletes for. Um, I myself got an incomplete in graduate school just simply for talking to my professor after class one day and letting them know that I was going through some depression and, and had it was having a hard semester. And the person like that was like, oh, you know, it was towards the end of the semester. I had some things left to hand in, you know, would, it, would get taking an incomplete help. And it was like, yeah, actually it would. Um, so you have to talk to your professor. I suggest talking to them in person. Um, an email might be possible, uh, you know, especially if it's an online course, you may not have the opportunity to meet in person. But actually, I think that I would probably be more likely to grant an incomplete. <laughs> you, you know, you have to sort of appeal to the professor. Uh, there's your humanistic side. Um, there, there has to be a legit reason, right? So you can't go into a discussion with a professor saying, you know, I just effed up the semester. Um, you know, I slacked off and, you know, I just realized it. Now I really want to do well. You know, your chances of getting an incomplete in those situations are probably pretty slim. The times that I've given it out have been for, you know, legit illnesses, illnesses within the family, um, you know, and just, you know, struggling with mental health, you know, those types of things. That's going to be, you know, very instructor or department or school specific, right? Some schools are going to be very lenient when it comes to those things. And my school is probably one of those. Uh, at least my department is because we are the Department of Psychiatric Rehabilitation. We do have some sort of sensitivity to those issues and probably are more um, lenient in working with students then. Uh, so that may not be all of you, but it can't hurt to ask in most cases, um, letting them know you're struggling. If you do have a legitimate reason you see in your eyes that you might be able to ask. Now, let's say you do get here and you do talk to the professor. Keep in mind, the professor is usually in most cases not going to be able to okay this on their own. They're going to be running this by somebody above them. So just keep that in mind when you are talking to the professor and also if you happen to get a rejection. Know that they may really want to give you that incomplete and maybe being told from somebody higher up than them that that really isn't what you, they should be doing. So um, it's sort of like a don't shoot the messenger piece of advice there. Um, and then should you get it, um, I make the general suggestion of finishing up the material as freaking quickly as you can. You know, if you got a month off between your classes ending in the fall and starting up in the spring and you take it incomplete in the fall, get that shit done over those four weeks. You know, don't go into the spring semester with it hanging over your head. It's possible it can. You know, when I took my incomplete, I had almost a year to make up the work. Um, so, and I did not take it, you know, I took, I tried to do, I think I didn't do it in that, uh, in that four week period, but it was pretty close after that, that I got everything submitted. So those are just some practical advice and some steps involved in, uh, taking an incomplete. Um, what it, it really is, is basically not counting, uh, whatever that is. It's being removed from your GPA calculations. It's as if you didn't take the course at all. Um, but the thing to keep in mind, too, is if you get that incomplete and then don't make up the work, in most cases, it's just going to switch to an F. Uh, and it's often going to be automatic. Like the teacher won't have to do anything. It's just programmed into the registrar's computer that like if after a certain number of semesters, this incomplete isn't attended to, it just gets automatically switched. So 
you've bought yourself some time if you do take an incomplete, but you haven't bought yourself a passing grade. Um, all you did is buy yourself some time to get it done. So keep that in mind too. That's not the the that's not the victory here, right? Is to getting the incomplete. The victory is finishing out the work associated with the incomplete and preventing it from happening again. All right. Um, so that is our episode for today. No home exercise this week, guys. Just study, study, study. We're in the home stretch. I really believe you guys can do it. Uh, one more episode back here on Thursday. So take care, guys. Peace.